five, four, three, two, one. Energize episode nine podcast. Here it is. I'm Ross. He's Ross. And I'm Barry. You got it. Right, guys. Sorry we didn't come out with a podcast yesterday. Yeah. We were not in a fit state to do it. Yeah. We had an extremely heavy drinking weekend. I know, not very us. Not, In- not very us. Included with staying up 6am watching Bellator. Yeah. And then we went up Donegal and had like, I don't know how, a, f- a three hour drive took about 10 hours to get home, but all will be <laughs> revealed. Yeah, so today we're going to give you the rundown of our latest crack. The, what's the crack? Uh, also, we're going to go through the latest MMA news. Uh all about Bellator and the latest UFC event in Oklahoma. Then we're going to move on to the latest in the Lions tour, very Lions, and also we're going to talk a bit about the latest football competitions going down, i.e. the Confederations Cup. So we're just going to kick it off with Saturday night. We went down for one of our good friends, Ron O'Leary's birthday. That's that's a shout out there, I think. Yeah, big shout out to Ro. Yeah, uh, so we went to Rose. He was having a party in the Cock and Bull in Rahini. And uh, he had a very good turnout, actually, to be fair now. Yeah, yeah, there was all the lads showed up from uh, his brother's there, Claire, she's lovely. And we just had, we just had, we just kept the noise and quiet and relaxed, had a few laughs, a few points. Yeah, because we knew we were going away early the next day. Yeah, although, like, I was hanging, like, balls on Sunday morning. I don't know, I don't know why. I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I drank that much, but I was really badly hungover on Sunday. Yeah, well, we were we stayed up to like six a.m. watching the fight, like New York. Car yeah, watching Benny Tor. Well, I kept falling asleep, and you woke me up for each fight. But like, yeah. thank God you were there. I hate, the way, I, I hate the way it stays. It's, it's on till so late and, or early, whatever way you want to call it. Yeah, tell me just so. I know we're gonna get into it, but like, it's just me or when like in between Bellator fights seem shorter than in between UFC fights. No, um, they sort of get them in and out quick yeah. enough. I say they don't want to like overstay their welcome. Right, so we wake woke up on Sunday morning. Um, me and Barry had a cheeky sleepover because we're best friends. And um, <laughs> Barry actually like chased me around my house to like hook my fry. Like he was, oh, yeah. he, he was a lot more energetic than I was. I was definitely a lot worse for wear. And he was like, "Do this, do that, do this." And I was like, "All right, Grant." And then like eventually, he, like dragged me up to the shop. Yeah, and made me cook my fry. You probably saw it on the Instagram stories. Um, did we put it up on that? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, did we? All right. Yeah, I was looking scaldy, but you were putting up. <coughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we had lovely fry. Yeah. Um, it actually really helped me recover after that. It was actually grand. Yeah. And then the chaos sort of ensued. Yeah. yeah. Then, Steve's came, picked us up. Yeah. He was giving out as usual, saying that like we were late, even though he was picking us up. Yeah. And. Then yeah, and then uh, threw our stuff quickly into a bag. Yeah. Seifer organised the tickets and the accommodation. Yeah. Um, then one of the we always give him loads of shout-outs and he never listens. Yeah, so, like, he never listens. Thieves. Um, yeah, then we. Oh, that's to, not new. He doesn't listen to us in person either. True. Yeah. No. Then we were picking up uh, one of the other lads called Bruno. Um, uh, before we got to his gaff, he said he's not going. So Seifer was going mad, but uh, we, like we were like, "You are going." Also, you're driving. So, like, from Dublin to Donegal is about three and a half hour drive. Yeah. Uh, we then picked up Lloyd. Lloyd's another. Uh, he's a lunatic on the guard of that fella, but yeah. he's, he's, he's one of the best crack. You never get annoyed out. He, he just, like, improved the group, like, tenfold. Yeah. Also, us five or the five going away to. Marbella together. Marbella uh, next month. Oh, sorry, in August. So, uh, it was sort of like testing the water, see how us five would get along. So, yeah, uh, we got on, like, an absolute house on fire, didn't we? Yeah. So, like, Ross, Sifra, and Lloyd drove up together, and myself and Bruno drove up together, and it was sort of funny, like, the two, the, the, both the lads' cars are, like, so cool, it was as if we were, like, when we pulled up into, like, Cavan and stuff, what, like, with loads of people with guy jerseys, we looked famous. Yeah. Well, like, both, well, like, both, you, you look famous, both, I didn't look famous. Both the lads drove, like, white immaculate cars, and I don't know, it was, it was just funny, although, like, you can't really give out when you're the passenger, but the two lads driving made about eight pit stops on the way up, and they... Yeah, it was too long. It was, it was like they want to show off the car in each county, but like yeah. they're not actually like that, but it was as if they were like that. Yeah. Um, we eventually got there like what? Yeah, we had a few drinks as well, didn't we? Yeah, but it took us. A, we got there about six or seven o'clock. Oh, I think I think it was I think it was about six o'clock. I, th- I think we got down to CCS and just just for seven because um, we saw Caravan Swamp and they were on around seven. So yeah. Yeah, but also when we actually got there, Seifer goes, "Oh, Baz, you actually don't have a ticket." So we had to like blag myself getting a free ticket. Yeah. Uh, then we got to the hotel, and I wasn't on the list as well. I think he's just like, "Here, look, yeah, yeah, Baz yeah. will do something. It's grand." Yeah. So. So yeah. So uh, 
<laughs> so it was myself, Baz, and Lloyd chairing the room. And yeah, then Bruno yeah. and Steve were the room. Yeah. And then uh, we just got ready straight away and went, like, although, yeah. like, we we didn't share it from the night before, yeah. so, like, we had to get ready and stuff. The lads were all ready yeah. to go. Yeah, although, now, the more thing about it, that, like, it was, we just sort of had two rooms between the five of us. Yeah. We didn't really actually have allocated rooms. Like, yeah. everyone's stuff was all over the place. Yeah. It was as if we were the only two people on the floor as well, because our doors were just wide open, people walking in and out. Yeah, and, like, we were walking around the place in our boxers as if, like, it was our gaff. Yeah, it was it, it was. it was. it was so loose. It was, so, it was like the vibe there was so chill, and also when we got there, the weather was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, there was no, there was like it was like dry and like not too cold. But how's gonna be we we India first, but like you very quickly acclimatise to it, don't you? Oh yeah, I don't think it was too bad. I think no. when we got out, it sort of died down. But the weather was really really nice. The people up there were like unbelievable, different level. Yeah, there was just such good balls about the place. Yeah. That's why I love festivals. Like it was like that festival balls. Everyone's having a good time. Like there's no round. Everyone's just. Yeah, to have the crack, weren't they? Yeah, the music was great as well. Um, yeah. Like, if you compared it to, like, Forbidden Fruit, Forbidden Fruit was a bit, like, more scholarly. People were, like, KO'd on the ground and, uh, like, pissing against the fences. I think there's just something about more... having a festival outside Dublin. You feel a bit more free about it. You feel like you're not going to bump into, like, a million people you know. You know what I mean? It's like it's like having a festival in your back garden sometimes when they're in Dublin, isn't it? I was... Just, I like, it was really, really you good. everyone you know. I was, I was like, happily surprised. <laughs> yeah. The only, the only thing that, like, would turn me off from it is the drive back the next day. Yeah. It took us... Uh, I don't know why, but, like, the lads decided to do, like, another million pit stops on the way home. I think we took, like, eight pit stops on the way home. Yeah. Don't ask me why. And, like, it took about five hours to get home. Yeah. On the way home, actually, like, I was absolutely hanging in the car, right? And then uh, I got a phone call off this recruitment agency that, like, I'm after getting given, like, a six-month contract with KBC. And then I was, like... I could barely even talk on the phone. I was like, thank you for everything. <laughs> How was that? I'd say that fear dropped, did it? I was just like, oh Christ, I'm in work tomorrow. <laughs> oh, you had to lay off. I, I got a phone call as well. I was arranging a bottle of whiskey for some, And then like, when my phone started ringing with an unknown number that I didn't know, like, oh my Christ, like, you the heart palpitations started like, coming. And I was like, I was like, who is this? Also, I lost my wallet at C-Sessions. Oh yeah. And Barry was like, man, where's your wallet? And I go, I think I lost it. I think we're at. And I, I, like, I was sort of like, just gonna walk, I'd be like, all right, that's lost grand. I was having such a good time. Barry's like, Ask that fella, does he have it? He was like, what fella wearing security, security jacket. Yeah. And I go, sorry, I lost my wallet. He goes, what's the name on it? I go, oh, Ross. And he goes, is that it? I was like, no way. Just took it and it was like, on my way. Uh, um, the feelings that we had at that festival were on such a high that it was just like, nothing was ruined our night. Sure wasn't. No. It, it was fun. We had to like, almost rush everything in though. Mm. Like, uh, even when we got there, like on the way up, like we just made sure we got there because like the lads were like I don't know the lads were talking whatever went in just like just ran a muck straight away yeah it was great it was because the atmosphere was so chill like 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 as I I'll go back to Forbidden Fruit like it was a bit more scaldier but like you know what I mean yeah and I ran into people from like Galway who I hadn't seen in like two years who yeah. who had worked before and it was just like cool crack it was know? quite the place was quite clean as well yeah it was like, considering it was the third day as well yeah yeah the third day of most festivals are like the place, it's absolute carnage yeah like, the place in absolute ruins. It was funny how they had it until Sunday night, and, uh, like, people would have had work in the morning. Yeah, it actually is yeah. outrageous. <coughs> it's good to see lads in good form It's, it's so funny, because the next day, like, everyone's just so fragile, aren't they? Yeah. The carnage is over. Yeah, that drive home. Yeah, you can see all the birds with the fake tans up to their neck, and then, like, the face with yeah. no makeup on, they look hilarious. Yeah, lo- they had, yeah, loads of people leaving the, the scene of the crime. Yeah, oh. But I'm not going to lie, it was definitely one of the best festivals I've ever been to. It was definitely up there with EP first time around. I would I agree. I think that... Uh, I would have liked to say it through the two days. But, like, yeah. like, it was, like, fortunately, it was good enough that, like, you left, like, unfulfilled, like, yeah. still... You were satisfied, more. but you wanted more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like you wanted I, dessert. Like, you know what I think I love about C-Sessions? The way you can go do C-Sessions, but then stay in a hotel. So, therefore... You sort of have the best of both worlds. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're not staying in the Scaldi tent and waking up the next day with like no facilities. You're also staying in a hotel that's not so expensive that you're like, you're like can't believe I'm paying this outrageous man for a hotel. Yeah. It was cheap enough. Yeah. I, like, I remember I went to Electric Picnic there, what was it, two years ago? And then like for the three days, we're staying in a tent. And what, you uh, spent like 600 euro? Not, no, I brought like loads of food, ate none of it. But like packets of ham, packets of cheese. Like I brought loads of pairs of boxers and socks and trousers. And I didn't change my boxer socks or trousers the whole the whole trip. 
Jeez, man, that's not scaldy at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like I was embracing the scaldiness. But uh, I don't think and I this one maybe you wore my boxers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually forgot boxers and socks. I brought everything. Yeah, I, 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 boxers and socks. I have a few spare pairs, so it's cramped. Yeah, but that's what happens when you run into your gaff and like Steve was like, "Come on, lads, hurry yeah. up!" And then we wait two hours of Bruno's gaff yeah. for him to leave. Yeah, yeah, standard. But uh, yeah, it was a great experience. It was good the way all five of us actually like got along so well. It was yeah. like a very good dynamic, and that like we're all going. Yeah, there was actually this. no way it was all between separate no. for giving out a bit of parking, but like no. But once you got there, seats. we started open having a few drinks. Like I mean, it was just there was no turning back. There was no turning back. No, there was actually no turning back. I was in work today, like like f- nodding, falling asleep all day, for like first day on the job. Yeah, it was well worth though, wasn't it? Oh yeah, no, totally. But I mean, like just it really, really, really makes you wish you could like. Work three days and then have four days off, doesn't it? Yeah. That'd be ideal, wouldn't it? Yeah. Ah, sure, look. It is what it is. Yeah, no, it was great. You see, one of the, one of our, our other good mates, Mel Roddy, was up there and he got, he's got after getting the last two days off. Oh, you put him in Instagram on your own. He, yeah. he actually looked ass. He was yeah. a serious outfit, didn't he? Yeah. He was there. He, was, he stayed over the three days. Did he sleep in a tent? Yeah. What a loose animal. I he actually is. He, oh, no, he, said, he did glamping. He did glamping. Oh, did he? Yeah. He had I actually saw some then. They're actually really nice. Yeah, they looked nice, yeah. Like, the Although, like, yeah, but like, see if we're probably sort out cheaper. Accommodation, yeah, hotel it's probably cheaper than the hotel. Yeah, he was only 40 euro each for the night, wasn't it? Yeah, which it, is like nothing really. I, lo- I love in the festivals the way like people are all like the way they're all done up and they do like a yeah, lot. The birds put in serious effort with all yeah. like, their like face makeup and like the glitter all and like, yeah, like they wear like outrageous outfits. Yeah. And then like the lads just sort of have to like wear a pair of jeans and like a stupid shirt, really, isn't it? And stick the sunglasses on, yeah, yeah, yeah. stick the sunglasses on, and no one can see how locked are with your eyes, yeah, but uh. Key. Yeah, that's well, that, that's that's our festival tip one on one. Wear sunglasses and no one can see a lock chair. Yeah, yeah. Steve's actually didn't wear any sunglasses. No, but like I'm definitely gonna go to Longitude now. Yeah, yeah. So if you're giving away any free tickets there, uh, let us know. Yeah, I, I think that sort of wraps up sea sessions. Yeah, so still feeling it now. Festival of the year so far this year. Yeah, it, that that really just felt like it really kicked off the summer. Yeah. Like I mean, like the last while. I've been up and down everything like from work to home life to training to not training and then like everything just seems to be falling into place and then like we go away and have a weekend that could have been shit like because we're going yeah. to Bundoran like I mean what's even up there and then we like I had an unbelievable time on the way home I was like that's one of the best times I've had in, in a long time although very strange that there was two festivals on the same time with Body and Soul as well yeah. wasn't it yeah Body and Soul was also on this weekend yeah but uh it, it's more like I don't care where it is it's yeah. just I care who I'm going with yeah um, yeah we had a good crew so it all yeah. mattered like if you went away on holidays with three of your best friends to anywhere you'd have a good time yeah fact do you know what I mean rather than going to the best place to go to by yourself mm. yeah but uh, anything else add in for the week Um, we got sent out a brand new drawing of myself and Ross in between oh, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather um, it was described as photobombing their face off, wasn't it? It was described as photobombing. Um, one of our good friends, we'll make sure to p- make sure to give him a shout out on the actual post we're going to put out in two days. But uh, yeah, it was, it was really like a really talented pencil sketch. It was actually very impressive, and it was like so out of the blue. Like next thing you know, like you're strolling through Instagram and you're, like, you're tagging this post, and then like I was like I got onto Barry and was like, "Have you seen this picture?" And he was like, "What picture?" Like, it's because. Me and Barry, when you share an Instagram, if, like, I click on the post, Barry's notification's gone on it, so therefore, he wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. So, I, like, I said, did you see that? And then it was, it was, it was like, we're blown away by it, really, weren't we? Yeah, his name's Frank Salmon, he's from Atlone. Uh, he follows our stuff, he's also big into rugby. And um, he, he said, he, after what after listening to our last podcast, Mayweather versus McGregor, he was inspired to do it. And, uh, like, when we get this artwork, it's just uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like that, people listen to the stuff, enjoy the stuff, and then actually go out of the way to draw something unbelievable and actually yeah. physically send it to us. Oh, Barry, did you try that Connecticut gear as well? Did you? Uh, actually, did yeah. yeah. That Connecticut gear, yeah. That those those protein bars are actually lovely. The man, they're addictive. Um, they? Yeah, and I had that uh, amino sachet. That was actually really nice yeah. as well. The one thing, the, the bars had fruit and nut, and it was just like. A granola bar. There was, yeah. no, there was no fruit in the. In yeah, the there was nut. no fruit, fruit in it at all. There was no fruit or nut in yeah. the fruit nut bar. Yeah, it was like it was like a breakfast cereal. It was, yeah, it was like yeah. a rice crispy. Yeah, it, it was actually really nice, but I was like, it just not what it says on the label anyway. Yeah. Um, I actually had a really good week in training as well. Like I'm actually yeah. really getting back into it. Uh, mm. It just makes you think on a whole different level, and you're just like, I think after I think I did like five sessions last week, so that just led into being allowed to enjoy myself, yeah. and then yeah, it's unreal. Like if you put yeah, one you can reward work, yourself for it. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Well, like we've been putting in a couple of good weeks, but I mean, like if you put in 
the one week, two weeks, three weeks, then all of a sudden you're on, you're a brand new person. No, that's that's absolute fact. Um, yeah. yeah. So are we on to the latest MMA news then? Uh, I think we should kick it off with the latest MMA news. I think we should start with Bellator. I know you yeah. were you were on and off during the whole event, but don't uh, worry. I went back and watched the highlights because like. It's very important though we actually see the fights that we talk about. <laughs> it's very important so, we don't spoof about anything. Yeah, no. So I did go back and watch them because I was like, I was like, I have to see what happened because I was so hyped for that card. But also, I had about seven points into me and a few whiskeys. And by the time the fights were happening, like I dozed on and off. Yeah. Fights I saw live were I saw Mitrione and Fedor. Um, I saw James Gallagher. Yeah. Um, can we do? Can we kick it off with? Heather yeah, Hardy? you might as well. You might as well. You might as well tell the fo- yeah. Those fights. Okay. We, we actually started watching the fights in the pub on Saturday night because yeah. like they were starting and like we were actually looking forward to seeing James Gallagher. We didn't want to miss it. We knew they were streaming it live on YouTube, which was actually yeah uh, such a smart idea. Uh, and then we met that fella whose mates, 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 mate knew Conor McGregor. Oh, mate, 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 mate. Yeah, mate. What I was it? Yeah, I, I don't know what his buzz was. Yeah. But like he insists on telling us. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, ignore him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, was, I don't <laughs> even know what to say about that. Okay, uh, there's a woman called Heather Hardy who fought this girl called Alice Yoga, right? Um, She's actually gorgeous as well. She is like the Ronda Rousey of Bellator. Is the only way I could use it. She was she was going in undefeated, an undefeated boxer, over twenty wins. Uh, like she just looks like something sort of out of Baywatch, but. Uh, she was a professional boxer. She went to fight in Invicta. The fight was cancelled, and then she just took the. She said she spent so much money in her fight camp that she had to, to have take a fight. Went to Bellator. It actually went a long way, and uh, she wasn't overly impressive. But you get to get your first win, take the money, refresh, and then go again. In fairness, that Jaeger chick was very hard to put away. She was like relentlessly sturdy, and she was going nowhere. She took all the punches really well. And you know what? She even had her own little flurries that yeah. you know. Made yeah, it wasn't her Hardy. It, yeah, it wasn't one sided as I was expecting. I was expecting Hardy to maybe like get her out of there inside two minutes. Yeah. But at the end of the day, for her first ever MMA fight, she seemed to have fought someone with a lot more experience than her. And you know her skills really showed through. And she got her up against Cage and finished her. And like at the end of the day, there was only what 15, 20 seconds left in the fight, and like yeah. she fought till the end and got her out of there. Yeah, very good looking as well. By the way, check her out. Uh, the next fight after that was James Gallagher beating Chinza Machida, uh, Leona Machida's brother. Uh, the funny thing about this was James Gallagher is twenty years old and he's fighting Machida, who is forty. Um, you know what I actually found out today? What did you? It, it was actually quite interesting. James Gallagher's like fighting hero as he was growing up was actually Leona Machida. Was it? Yeah, he said one of the coolest things of the weekend was meeting Leona Machida, which is like very Fair bizarre. Um, look, I said it last week. I wasn't expecting James Gallagher to win. I was like. I thought this was a massive step in competition. Yeah. And in experience. He's fighting someone who's 20 years old and, and like... Double she, his age, literally. Yeah. Alright, he might not have as many, like... Might not have, like, a multitude of MMA fights, but, like, he has a lot more fighting experience. Um, But, look, James Gallagher went in there and he made it look easy, didn't he? Yeah. He I actually made it look easy. I was actually so surprised he did so well. Mm. And I was actually delighted for him. And, look... Everyone wants to say he's just copying McGregor and he's like this like little fanboy who just does whatever McGregor does. But at the end of the day, if you had a personality as big as hmm. big as you as or as big as Conor McGregor when you were growing up in MMA and saw how successful he was doing, of course you're gonna like try and have some of his traits and Why like, not follow the best? And follow what he's doing. Yeah. Like in James Gallagher always Conor McGregor's the GOAT, so like if he wants to be the GOAT, you're gonna try and do what the GOAT does. And like, yeah, he does all this brash stuff and all that, but at the end of the day, He's going in there, he's finishing his fights, he's 7-0, and his next step is to drop down to Bantamweight, and he's going for that Bantamweight belt. Do you think so? Yeah, 100%, he's said it himself, because he wants to be the champ champ as well, and at the end of the day, he's 20 now, and <laughs> the older he gets, the harder chance he's going to get to cut down to Bantamweight, so he might as well try to do it now. Where, where do you see him headlining next? Because obviously, they're, I think they're going to push him to headline somewhere. Yeah, Um I think either they'll either he'll co-main event an American card or a main event a European card. I think that's what's going to be next. I could easily see him main eventing in Dublin again. And if he's going to do it, he'll probably do a bantamweight main event. Or what he might do is co-main event America and then do a main event for the title in Dublin. A bantamweight. What do you think? Uh, I think he'll main event somewhere. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the fight on after that was Ryan Bader against Phil Davis. Uh, that went through a split decision. Uh, this was also for the title as well. Uh, sorry, what was it? Light heavyweight title? Light heavyweight, yeah. Uh, Ross, Ryan Bader beat Phil Davis. Everyone thought Ryan Bader was one of the top five light heavyweights in, in the world. This uh, was very yeah. similar to the first fight, to be honest. Um, Ryan Bader took the first fight. It, it, it's quite strange because on paper, Phil Davis, in my opinion, is the better wrestler. He's got the better wrestling pedigree. But when it came to MMA wrestling, Bader was better in the first fight. And he's better in this fight again. He just... I don't know. I think he's just been at MMA that bit longer. He's like... Uh, I'm not going to say he's fought the higher level competition because they both fought very similar higher yeah. level competitions. But I think even the fact that Bader fought John Jones, I know it was like at a young stage of career and loss. I feel that's got to help in the long run. I feel like once you fought someone who's like been that good and like you've just been in there with that greatness, he knows to push himself on to the next level. Yeah. Very few people have like beaten Phil Davis so badly that he's like had to rejig his entire game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. I suppose like Bader's been stopped by people, he's been knocked out and I think when it comes to winning a safer fight, Ryan Bader is going to be better at that. There was a lot of pressure on him to win that as well, wasn't there? Yeah, and it, keep, it, was very, it was very strange as well for someone coming straight from the UFC to get a title shot straight away without having a fight. Yeah, but uh, fair play to him. Yeah, fair play to him. I, I think those two are going to end up fighting again at some stage anyway. Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to Douglas Lima defeating Renz Larkin by unanimous decision. Uh, Douglas Lima didn't even make it into the Ultimate Firehouse and Lorenz Larkin was actually pushing for a welterweight title shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lorenz Larkin looked very tentative the whole fight whereas Lima was sort of like you're in my house. Yeah. And uh, won, in my opinion, very convincingly. Like There was one fifty to 45. Just, like, you know what I mean? Uh, I, th- I think Douglas Lima's really uh, like sort of turned the corner in his MMA career. He's really like found his own home. He went and he knocked out Koroshkov. And now he went in there and like he won a fairly one-sided decision in my opinion. I thought he clearly won the fight. He made Larkin, who was supposedly the superior striker, look way worse on his feet. He he ate up Larkin's leg with some big leg kicks, which is like sort of Larkin's thing. Yeah. And he sort of backed him up all fight. He, he dropped him and at the end of the day, I always say that I need to stop. Yeah, uh, you actually do, yeah. Um, at the end of the day, what? Douglas Lehman walked out with the gold belt around his waist. And also... If don't ever get a bell shaved into your the side of your head, or else you look like a bell end, especially when you lose. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Uh, uh, we yeah. we actually laughed yeah, that we before the fight. We're, we're like, what is he doing yeah. with that shoe? Uh, we're just gonna go quickly over Aaron Pico getting defeated by Zach Freeman. Uh, this was over in the first round, right? Pico coming in with probably the biggest backing by Bellator, and uh, ever it's like yeah for, uh, for a prospect. Anyway. Exactly, yeah. And then he was knocked out straight away. And the funny thing is, we will get back to this with the. Uh, the press conference before for the weigh-ins, right? But uh, Pico came out with a massive big video about him. Yeah, a big promo. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zach Freeman had no video, and uh, Pico knocked out in the first round. What can you do? It's funny. I, I actually said that. Remember, I was like, they should have put him on the stage as well. But what can you do? We'll move on. Uh, Brent Primus also defeated Michael Chandler. Uh, Brent Primus was actually undefeated, and he was on. He's twenty-two, and Chandler has been the, the champion in the lightweight division for God knows how long, and mm. uh, he. Beaten by TKO, he just kept kicking him in the leg, and Chandler just could barely even move. And uh, I'd never seen someone's leg got that bad, bar like Jose Aldo against like uh, Uriah Faber, but this was worse. He did something really damaging to his leg. Um, this sort of interests me because Michael Chandler, he was yeah, he was kicking the leg, but his leg wasn't actually broken. It ended up just being a sprained ankle. But obviously, when you have a sprained ankle, it's very hard to stand on. Yeah. Um, Chandler actually ended up he got slightly screwed over because I actually re-watched this fight because I was I was very intrigued to see how bad this was like first time watching obviously I was a bit drunk watching the first time so I wanted to watch the second time so basically go. what happened was is Chandler got his leg kicked yeah. and then like he sort of rolled, up, rolled his ankle and he was he was, he was like sometimes he could put pressure on it sometimes he couldn't yeah. then he really hurt it Primus realised he really hurt it Primus came in on Chandler Chandler then dropped Primus but then obviously he couldn't get fast enough to get on top of him. Then they got back up, kicked him in the leg again. The rest stopped the fight. Then someone from the New York's Athletic Commission came in, gave Chandler a stool. Chandler went to sit down still. Grant, they examined his leg. Then they put Chandler stood up. Then he went to sit back down on the stool. And the commissioner pulled the stool away. Oh, yeah. And then he fell over. So yeah. therefore, I think the ref was like, he can't stand on it, so we can't fight. 
So therefore, they called the fight. I don't think he was going to win on one leg anyway. No, no. But at the end of the day, there me, there's me again. I have to stop saying that. But are you David O'Leary or something? I don't know. Look, <laughs> there's going to be a rematch. They're going to do Primus Chandler too. Chandler wasn't too happy that Primus ran around celebrating like he like did a flying yeah. knockout. Yeah, he rubbed it and in. I, like what else can you say? Like it was his first ever world title. No one knew who Brett Primus was no. like two weeks ago, and now he's the world champion of Bellator. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, despite what Michael Chandler says, so they'll yeah, go again. They're going to go again, and you know what? It'll be probably three months or now or so from now, and Primus will probably improve with then, so the fight will probably be more competitive and even better then. Yeah, uh, fair play to him anyway. The, the, that was a big upset. Uh, also, Matt Mitrione defeated. <laughs> the last emperor, Fedor Emelianenko, uh, knockout in the first round. Um, this was actually a very funny fight because they both absolutely kadooshed each other in the face, as you would say. Yeah. And uh, they both hit the deck, and Mitrione was just faster to get up off the ground and uh, just finish the fight. Uh, I, I I think that's it for Fedor. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say I think that's the last of the last emperor because uh, he doesn't have that scare tactic anymore no. he's also like smiling way more which is just sort of weird because his whole thing was he was like the serial killer Russian fella yeah and now it's just like he doesn't have the heart for it anymore the, the only way I'd want to see one person called out Fedor and that was Chelsea on the main event and I would be interested in that just due to the fact that Fedor would have such a size advantage that it would make the fight interesting okay. if that makes sense Yeah. but I, I don't want to see him fight any more heavyweights and just get knocked yeah. from cold because yeah. Those two fellas hit each other. They both drop. Mitrion was straight back up. And then absolutely like, smashed him like he was a basketball yeah. against the ground. Yeah. How many times have Mitrion have done that in his career? Even in an NFL. Like, I know, like, yeah. Just off the mark. Mitrion is extremely underrated, fast and explosive uh, yeah. athlete. Huge. And yeah. I think they have to put him in title fight and put a belt around his waist next. Against who? Roy Nelson fighting Bellator 183. If he wins that, those two should fight each other for title. I'd be up for that like, on, well, like in fairness they're two marketable heavyweights so you might as well put a belt around one of them yeah but did you well, unless you want to do Czech Congo versus Mitrion but watch that as well were people, was, were people not giving out about Czech Congo saying it's so boring yeah I know yeah but if you put Matt Mitrion in there I think it will shake him up a bit yeah Mitrion I'm actually beginning to like him more yeah, like he he seems more like down to earth that enough. yeah he's he becomes more likeable the more you yeah. hear him yeah he was such like a yeah, no, but back in the day, he was such like a jock, sort of like... I've never seen someone come across worse than the ultimate fighter. He was always like, your brain hurts, man. And then he was like, hiding in the closet, going to sleep and stuff like that. I, I, <laughs> I didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know what to make him. It was actually a nutcase. Yeah. Uh, Did you actually hear about him in the, what's called the ultimate fighter house of Roy Nelson? The, is this not the story I told you? Well, he's like who's, who's that fat oh, fuck oh yeah yeah okay maybe it was yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright uh, also I was, I was sort of surprised it didn't go straight to Chelsea against Vanderlei Silva but it was actually uh, Naaman Gracie uh, part of the Gracie clan uh, defeated Dave Marfone by submission in the second round um, was this a filler fight or what way did this work I have out? no idea because I watched in the weigh-ins they like also they didn't you, come out they, second last weigh-in did they no but uh, Gracie's actually quite tall as well I was surprised yeah. by that but uh, round, he won by a rear naked choke yeah, yeah who would have guessed yeah. but um Actually, your man Dave Marfan was actually in like some really like unbelievable shape. Yeah, and it was actually like they both have they're, they're both both potential, but uh, like you know, who like who are we gonna pick, Gracie or not Gracie? Yeah, when you see the, when you don't know to the lads fighting, and one yeah. called Gracie, I'm just picking the Gracie fellow boy submission yeah. automatically. That's actually not a bad idea to get him on one of them cards so people can see him to tune in next time as well. Yeah, maybe he's the next big Gracie coming up. Yeah. Uh, okay, so in the main event of the evening, it was Chael Sonnen against Wanderlei Silva. Uh, people have been waiting about 10 years to see this fight, and I don't think they'll be waiting another 10 years to see it again. Uh, Chael Sonnen won unanimously. Yeah. Uh, Roscoe, Look, what do you think, man? What do you think? This is the funny thing about these two last fights. The last time Chael Sonnen won, he beat Shogun Hill. Right? And that was UFC on Fox. I think Conor McGregor was actually on that card. He was, yeah. And the last time... Fondre Silva competed. Conor McGregor had debuted in the UFC. So like, that just tells you how long ago these two like had a win and fought each. Actually, they both won. One of the last fight, I think, was against Brian Stan. So it was only going to go one or two ways. If stayed on the feet, one of the was going to knock him out. And he almost did once or twice. But Chael Sonnen shot in that beautiful double leg time after time. Took him down, held him down, beat him up. 
the animosity's still there. Wanderlei pushed Chael after it. Yeah. And then Chael Sonnen cut like one of his vintage promos after the fight saying he hates everyone in New York and then wants to fight Fedor. It <laughs> was like really scripted. It wasn't actually the best promo, but you know what? At least he's doing it. it. Yeah, it doesn't really bother me. It doesn't bother me if Chael Sonnen does a crap promo. He's like, like cheese bag that you, yeah. just, like, you're just, you know it was a cheese bag, but you like him no matter what. Yeah, yeah it, it's almost like you know he's going to do it this age, so it doesn't matter whether he's a bad one or a good one. You just like it anyway. Yeah. Another uh, win in the column for the bad guy. Yeah, I'd like to see that against Fader actually. I just don't, I don't, I don't, like, I like Fader too much. I don't like him losing all the time. He wants to fight Roy McDonald yeah. as well. Which fight would you rather see? Who? Charles Hon versus Roy McDonald or Charles Hon versus. No, McDonald will be him. Charles Hon should just fight Fader or let the two go at it. It's sort of like let the old dudes fight each other and then the young dudes. Uh, also, throughout the fights, Brendan Shab was there in a suit, right? Me and Ross were. No. Me and Ross were discussing this, right? Brendan Schaub, supposedly, well, they got give it to him. He does dress pretty sharply, right? But uh, it, that sh- that that suit was just t- too small. He was like, I want to wear it so tight that like you can see my veins coming out of my arms. Oh no, I liked it. I thought he was up well, but sure. Yeah, but was, although Josh Thompson looked well beside him as well. It was it, it was, maybe uh, yeah, but Thompson's one looks so much looser than his. I I, I think I think Sharp dresses as if he's a smaller lad than he is. Yeah, yeah. So like, although like, he probably look, balloons up, he probably balloons up. He probably has a pizza and he goes like. A, although I must say, it was actually cool the way they did that. I wish UFC had that. And they went more back and forth, back up to the booth in between fights, because there's such a long pause in between there fights. Is, yeah. You yeah. know what? You know, be great actually if UFC in between fights, like when the fight was making the way to the octagon, like, like, do you want to see Clay Guida or Eric Coke walk to the octagon? No. No. Well, then why don't they go back up to the booth and have them like in the corner of the screen walking to the octagon, and then like they talk about this, the fight coming up? Yeah, they used to do that in um, the weigh-ins. They used to be like you hear a bit of background yeah. about the fighter as they're coming on, which is, I thought was smart. I, yeah. like, I like back and forth between like a bit more commentary in between fights. Yeah. Then, then why, why should they be there if they're not going to even talk? Yeah. Uh, also, I, I just wanted to bring up the weigh-ins for Bellator. Uh, New, uh, New York City were just terrible uh, stuff was just not run correctly videos were being put on when it was the wrong fighter coming out uh, there was also about like 11 people watching the weigh-ins and I think yeah. 10 of them were journalists I, I actually think it made James Gallagher's way look stupid the way he got up yeah. and screamed because like he was screaming and there was no one there. Well, he actually got a big. He actually got like most of a shout out. Yeah, no, anyway. yeah, but like it was sound like it sounded like his family, his coach was there. Yeah, yeah. Like that's how bad it sounded. I don't know whether the camera was just so far away from the crowd or there actually was no one there. But I would assume if I was going to a fight night and I was in New York and I knew the Wayans were on, like I'd go to the Wayans the night before, for yeah. whatever else I was doing. Yeah, you get to get the going, going, yeah, yeah. start being at what you're there for. Yeah. But Roscoe, overall, Bellator, NYC. On a scale of 1 to 10, not on the end of the day, but on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you give it? I'd give it an 8, due to the fact... Star power? Great star power. Yeah. Probably the biggest star power. Brendan, uh, Brendan Schaub's suit. Brendan Schaub's suit. No, that makes it a 7.5. Um, <laughs> the, the like action, like the Pico fight, yeah. the... Um, Gallagher fight. Gallagher fight. <laughs> Uh, the Mitrion Fedor fight, yeah. like they were all like had a bit of action, a bit of explosion to them. Yeah. Even like even the fights that went to season, like even Bader uh, versus Davis and Larkin versus Lehman, like to me they weren't born. I enjoyed them. They were like competitive. So yeah. look, the matchmaking was great for the card. I was intrigued by the rivalries in the card, and I had a bit of everything. Yeah. So yeah, it was a solid eight out of ten for me. What about you? I was impressed by it. Um, it totally overshone. The next fight card we're about to talk about. Yeah. Right, we'll kick it off anyway. UFC Oklahoma was on Sunday. Obviously, myself and Ross were yeah, at sea sessions, as we said. So uh, I watched fights the next day. Yeah, so, yeah well, we watched... We wa- Well, we yeah. made sure to tune in and see what was going on. Uh, we're going to kick it off about the fights that people really care about, which was obviously Dennis Seaver fighting BJ Penn. Uh, BJ Penn... What is going on, man? Like, oh, not is, he, is he brown bread? The BJ Penn has won one, I think, of the last nine fights. One and nine? Yeah, one of his last nine fights. Like, the fellow should just retire. His last win was against Matt Hughes. Like, that, that really tells you. At UFC 123. Yeah, but he, supposedly he's one of the best ever, Matt Hughes. What, what are you at now? UFC 213 two, is next. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on, BJ. One and nine? Should he not just be caught, no? I think he's like 1-8-1. He had a draw against John Fitch in there. But 
Yeah, but PJ Penn is just like a German golem running around, like doing a spinning back kick. Yeah, and three of his losses to Frank Yeager. We ever give it a rest trying to fight Frank Yeager? Will he get his absolute ass kicked? But um, look, PJ Penn is is horrifically tarnishing his legacy by keep on fighting. He is now sixteen and twelve. You can put absolute question marks up in the air as to how good PJ Penn ever was now at this stage. Yeah. Just due to the fact that he's like let himself go out there and get beaten so bad. He looks like a deer in the headlights up the, out there. Dennis Seaver was tagging him left, right and centre, hitting him with spinning kicks. And you know what? There's just something about PJ Penn that, like, what? Does he need money? Like, what's he going out there for? Because, like, I think he, I think he, he's jealous of, like, the fame that other fighters are getting that he probably should have had. Potentially so, but... Because it's a bigger sport now. Like, he's cutting down to 145, and he didn't. He never used to fight 145, and he still doesn't look, like, in that good shape either. Yeah, he's, he's dad bod Yeah, still. so... I don't know what it is about him. And, like, when you're losing to Dennis Seaver, you have to seriously consider where you're going in your career, because, like, Dennis Seaver has always just been a journeyman. Yeah. I sort of... I, I, I don't want to, like, go mad into this card, because, like, I feel like... I know we're loyal to the UFC and all the stuff watching all their fights but mm. like if we break down fights that like I don't even care about it's just like here yeah also they're throwing us do- they're- also if they're giving us dirt cars like we shouldn't have to yeah. spend our time investing speaking about shit Felix Herring defeated Justine Kish and uh, this- Kish, Kish shit herself in the third round let's just call yeah. it what it was <laughs> call it what it was that Oh, like I feel bad for I was her. Actually, I was actually trying to look at the octagon for the fight afterwards, see like did they scrub the shit off the octagon. <laughs> but um, I got like I couldn't tell. Um, Unanimous decision. Yeah, look, Herrick did actually a good job, and she she's looks, actually looks quite good looking good. as well. Yeah, although she says like UFC don't promote her because she's not good looking enough. That's what she actually can't say. Well, who's that? Um, or whatever. Yeah, look. Fleece Herrick when she was on the Ultimate Four, I think she came across as a bit of a buddy and she was like slagging all the other girls and like she was like running around like in her knickers half the time and now she's just saying she's not good looking enough. I, I, I honestly think if you don't win enough fights, like you're like people aren't gonna put, put, Remember, yeah. yeah, they're not gonna like try and back it. Yeah. So look, Herrick's looking well. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to the commentary and they were trying to say like, oh she should be close to a title shot now and like I really don't think she is. I think she's at least two wins away from even being in contention. Um, she, she was ranked 11 she fought I think Duncan Kish was ranked so like I don't know how that gets her in title contention uh, look decent performance but the highlight of the fight was just Kish shitting herself and then must being like that's disgusting yeah well in fairness like, what, what can you do like you know yeah um, okay we're going, moving on to the co-main event of the evening uh, very unimpressive now from uh, Johnny Hendricks who I actually think should just retire because he's actually just wrecking everything anyway. at least yeah just be caught to be fair right yeah be off the belly yeah. tour yeah. his belly yeah belly tour now go on to Bama uh, Tim Bosch defeated Johnny Hendricks um, they fought at 188 pounds because Johnny Hendricks didn't make weight again 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 so he should be called again again um, he actually is just... one of three fighters to miss weight in no four fighters to miss weight in two weight class now he's probably the only person to do that who was previously a champ as well yeah yeah. Uh, actually is the other three are Anthony Rumble Johnson Charles Oliveira and John Lineker if you're not putting in the uh, effort I think you sh- should everyone should get the money back because uh I'm not. I'm not gonna go to a match if I know all the players aren't gonna give a shit. Hey, you're not. You're, you're not gonna go over to Old Trafford to watch Man United play if you think they're all eating McDonald's like on the day of the fight. Yeah. So uh, Tim Bosch, good man. After coming off a loss against Jack Ray, you know what? I really like Tim Bosch. Yeah, I like the way he just finished him. Yeah. That well, obviously, like, well, defeated him and uh, put him in his place. Yeah. He's not. Hendrick. He's not right at the moment. Who do you think Tim Bosch is gonna fight next? Uh, if the winner, uh, the loser of Wyman and Gaslam. That's not a bad shout. For me, it'll be the winner of Sam Alvey and Rashad Evans. Nah, I think I'm right. So anyhow, moving on to the main event of the evening. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Kevin Lee defeated Mikey Chiesa. Via Michael or Mario Yamasaki stoppage. Yeah. Um, from watching this back, I actually think that Chiesa actually did sort of Fall like his arms did drop because they they weren't going towards his neck to defend it. And in the post fight interview, he was like lying, but like obviously you're gonna lie because you didn't fully come out. But uh, I think, but Lee was actually doing a very good job, way stronger than him, and absolutely yeah. manhandled him as Lee well. Lee was very impressive. Yeah, fight. yeah. I actually didn't. I thought he was gonna be all mouth, but uh, it was all mouth and action. So. Uh, I don't really. Oh, I t- I, in fairness, I always still thought it was an early stoppage. Yeah, well, no, I agree, but I think like his uh, like his hands did sort of go l- l- limp for like that brief second, 
and they didn't go towards his neck. They went limp, limp down to not oh, defend. So oh, oh, it was I, think like you, I think in my opinion, I need to see like another two seconds of the choke. For oh no, yeah, no, one hundred percent agree. Um, but uh, like, look, Lee's been has been very active, and Kesa uh, hasn't. So uh, I think that came in and showed. And uh, like Lee also got into his head before the fight, being like, "Don't like my mom." All that shit. So uh, fair play to Lee, and he has a mouth to him as well. He was calling out Tony Ferguson as well, and he was calling out Khabib. Yeah, look, Kevin Ferguson looks extremely, or Kevin, Kevin Ferguson, Kevin Lee looks very impressive. He's saying all the right things. I actually think he made a show with Tony Ferguson in that interview, didn't he? Tony Ferguson got put in the spot and he didn't yeah. know what to do. Yeah, Tony Ferguson is a terrible trash talker. kept calling him kid and all, like, it's just like, uh, shut up. Yeah, he kept him, like, sort of slagging him and then congratulating him, then slagging him and then congratulating him. Tony Ferguson's terrible at doing that on Fox. Yeah, although, you still, like, in fairness, like, congratulating him, though, as well, he was sort of, like, fair play to him. I don't know, I just didn't like him there. Uh, the fact that he had the balls to call out Khabib, I thought, was outrageously impressive. Yeah. But, look. Yeah, but supposedly that Tony Ferguson Khabib fight is still going to happen as well, so. Look, Barry, let's get to the brass tacks. Where's Michael Chiesa going next? And um, where's Kevin Lee going next? Also, did you see Dana White put out a post, like, blasting Mario Yamasaki, like he's like a 10-year-old girl? Dana White needs to, like, check himself sometimes. He doesn't need to be going on Instagram putting up a picture of Mario Yamasaki slating him. Like, uh, that's a bit much. Like, Dana White can do what he wants, really. Like, I know, yeah, but like, like yeah, but like, yeah, he's the owner of the company. Yeah, yeah, but he's that. yeah, but he's Johnny Big Balls now. Like, yeah. all right. So who do you think they're fighting next? Uh, supposedly, Kevin Lee is going to be fighting Barbosa next. Yeah, I like that one. Um, he was kind of could be, but like, there's not, there's not. It's sort of like at a standstill. Those top four because McGregor's not there. Mm-hmm. Tony Ferguson, Khabib have to have to fight. Uh, who else? Barbosa and uh, be Kiesa. That's it, isn't it. Yeah, for me, I think Kiesa should fight the loser of Justin Gaethje and Michael Johnson. And I think yeah, yeah, Kevin Lee, will, Kevin Lee will either fight the winner of that fight or Barbosa, depending on who's ever available. Yeah. Uh, overall, not an amazing. No, five out of ten. <laughs> it wasn't amazing. Although they've been putting on a lot of cards recently, but uh... yeah. But if you actually look at the caliber of the people who were putting the fights, like BJ Penn is no foggy. Dennis Seaver, like he's not ranked, nor has he been for a long time. Tim Bosch isn't ranked in top fifteen co-main event. Johnny Hendricks isn't ranked. Uh, Tim Means and Alex Garcia didn't have a great fight. Felice Herrig is ranked 11 in a division that people don't really care about uh, women's strawweight unless Joanna's fighting. And then, what, the main event was Kevin Lee versus Michael Chiesa, which, like, would be lucky to get on a pay-per-view portion of uh main card. So, you? like, when you look that way, like, 5 out of 10, like, let's yeah. be honest. Oh, no, yeah, like, I don't argue that at all. Do you think, do you think the UFC should sort of cut down on the roster? Or what do you think they could do to improve? I'd, I'd rather see... I'd rather see if the UFC had won, like bought one of the feeder leagues, like an RFA or obviously World Series fighting doing their own thing, and then like had like a, like a build up UFC division, like they had with the WEC. Well, it's like, had, like, like an Invicta. Yeah, sort of for, for 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 men. Yeah, yeah. And then like they had the UFC, and there was less shows, but the shows were a lot more stacked. Yeah, I'd rather look forward to yeah. a good show. Like yeah, like, I'd rather we, see we, like, like we were away and we had to make sure that we watched these and got yeah. the results and stuff, which is always a pain. Or, I'd rather see the big cards. When yeah. they're on, especially because like you're, if you're waiting up until like six a.m. to watch Bosch against Johnny Hendricks, like there must and one was not even making weight. Yeah, like I mean, there must be something wrong with it. Very energized. Yeah. Also, if we haven't mentioned Bama Thirty is coming to Dublin, and myself and Ross are trying to get tickets. Um, we could end up getting media passes, but uh, don't tell anyone yet. So uh, keep that to yourself. But. Uh, we're going to make sure we get the girl. Shh, yeah. it's a secret. That's on Friday week. So, it's a secret. Uh, it is a secret. It's in Dublin's Tree Arena. Um, okay, so that's basically everything from the UFC, in my opinion. What about yourself? Yeah, I think that's fairly yeah. well. Back. Oh, UFC 215 is now cancelled. It, well, it's been moved to Vancouver in, I think, September now due to the McGregor Mayweather fight. So, they're not going to put on a UFC pay per view a week before because no one will buy it. Uh, I think that's the only one news. Well, that's it, yeah, well, you, you just because you said no one will buy it, that sort of says yeah. everything. Okay, so we're going to move on to the rugby busyness. Big rugby heads here. Okay, uh, we're just going to start with last week. The Lions won 34 6 against the Chiefs just before they went into their Saturday test against the All Blacks. Um, obviously, last week. Winning thirty four six going into the All Blacks, there was a lot of there was a lot of momentum. Yeah, and uh, not many of the players actually started. One or two actually got into the first team, but we'll move and discuss the All Blacks game, the first game. Um, Roscoe, what do I make of it? Um, look, 
It was an extremely competitive 50 minutes of the game. Yeah. Uh, the lines looked great. The the backs looked frighteningly good. Uh, Liam Williams looked outstanding for me. Um, Can I just jump in and just say, yeah. that was definitely the best rugby they played all the whole tour. And the best, definitely, that was the try of the tour. The Sean O'Brien tour. The Sean O'Brien tour, yeah. Yeah, it, try. Was, it yeah. was the best try of the tour. Um, Sean O'Brien played really well. Uh, I think O'Mahony did well. Uh, Falatau did great. Uh, Cruz was excellent. The line out, Ty Furlong was outstanding. Um, what's oh, what's the name of the hooker? Jo- George. He was really good in the line outs. Um, Conor Murray was excellent with the box kicks. Yeah. Farrell was excellent. This is all for the first fifty minutes. Everything yeah. just went to plan. Um, ben Teo was outstanding. He was my man in the match for the lines yeah. for those first fifty minutes. He put Sonny Bill Williams yeah, in his box. Yeah. He smashed him. Sonny Bill Williams couldn't get off with him playing at twelve, and then. Look, they were just phenomenal to watch. Ball in hand, they looked dangerous. They were breaking the line. But then you move back to New Zealand, and they That's just the had it for eighty minutes. That's the thing. They, they have it for eighty minutes. That's the thing. Like watching it, you're sort of like hoping the lines do well. But the thing is, New Zealand were, were getting the ball over the try line. Uh, that young fella that they brought in, uh, that fella on the wing, and I can't even remember his name. He's yeah. got two tries. Two tries. Um, 20 years old and he replaced the Julian Savea he replaced Julian Savea who Ross was saying in the last yeah, podcast he was my pick of the he was my like player to watch out for yeah. him and Kieran Reid 46 tries in 52 games I yeah. think and uh, and he got replaced by this fella yeah he got replaced by uh, a who and now he's a star yeah look I, I, I didn't realise I didn't actually realise this was Kieran Reid's first game back for was it I can't remember it was 6 weeks or 6 months but he had like a broken thumb yeah and he was the best player on the pitch, in my opinion. I've never been more impressed by someone. Offloads off the ground, great carries. I think he made the most tackles on the pitch. The fellow was absolutely outstanding. What a workhorse for the team. New Zealand works so well as a cohesive unit. They're yeah. so dangerous. They're a team. Yeah. They really are. Smith and Barrett were both excellent as well. It's just even the way they play is like um, they were only brought up in rugby. Like yeah. I know, I know that like cricket would be big enough over there as well, but like rugby's the dog's bollocks, and uh, like even the certain way they do things and get the offloads off. Whereas like uh, certain players for the British and Irish lines would probably have been brought up with like, either Gaelic or like soccer, football, yeah. or like any other sport. But uh, they were just, they're just like a, on a different level. Even when when people were taking the kicks. Uh, it was either like Farrell or Sexton were kicking mm. for the corner. The the way like the New Zealand lads would try and jump out and hook the ball back in without letting it go out for uh, yeah. I think Israel Dag was doing that. And yeah, it was phenomenal. just like it was like like I'd never seen another team do that. You no. know what I mean? And like no, they, they didn't even they be, just want to keep that ball. Yeah, to play. yeah, They just yeah, want to play rugby. Yeah, they just want to play. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was uh, brilliant. I think with the New Zealand team is when they put it, when they put out their starting lineup. Right, that's hundred percent New Zealand. And I think come ninety or sorry, come the eightieth minute. Like at worst they're at like ninety three percent, as in like if you take off the players, the players they bring on, at worst they're like a whole seven percent as a whole worse. As opposed to that Lions team, it probably starts off at ninety five percent in relation to the New Zealand team, and then like it finishes around like eighty three percent. I think. Uh, for me, I hate to say it, but like Johnny Sexton has not cut the cheese for me in this tour. I don't think he's been good enough. He looks slow on the ball. He doesn't create the breaks that uh, Owen Farrell does. And I hate saying that because I love Johnny Sexton. But for me, I think Owen Farrell, when he's standing on that 10 channel, the line's up a different gravy. Yeah. I think Sexton needs a lot more space. Hmm. Whereas, um, yeah, Farrell, Farrell's... He just I think his mind like, is a lot quicker. Yeah. I think his mind is a lot quicker. Like, hand, yeah. ball in hand. And, and then, and then you go and you go Farrell, Tio, and, like, that's 10, 12. Yeah, it's the combination. Like, yeah. the, th- the thing is, going away for a while, however long this trip is, but maximum six to eight weeks... Yeah. Uh, you're not going to go out and beat the best team like unfortunately mm. so but when it comes down to players being subbed on subbed off you're losing that uh, flow uh, the matches of yeah. teammates also, in terms of selections I don't know why the Lions like obviously I understand Itoji's good impact off the bench but if you have the Saracen second rows who are the European champions why not start them to me it makes only sense to have them yeah. starting yeah sure Gatlin got given out to because he gave he called up certain people and he gave away he was supposed to only gave away one uh, cheap um, what's it called uh, cap for the Lions yeah but uh, I don't know the realistic once it's all said and done they're going to reassess and be like where the big problems yeah. were like, and for, for me I actually don't think Gatlin should have been head coach I think he. I don't think he takes much pride in the Lions as he should the, way, the fact that he called up six players because they were like 
geographically closer to New Zealand than like calling up players from the Irish or English setup. Yeah, sure. If you even if you had a call up Keane Healy, there was experience there, you know. Yeah. They even push and like help people, mm. whereas like these six lads would have came in not knowing what was going on. Yeah. Um. And then you have the Lions today. The Lions drew today. Yeah. They play against the Hurricanes, and the Hurricanes are a seriously tough side. Julian Savea actually played for tough. the Hurricanes today. Um. They also had uh, Barrett in the side, and look, their backs were phenomenal. Uh, Do you think any any of the Lions players did well enough? I actually thought Ian Henderson had put up his hand, and I, like he was an absolute wild card coming out here. But he played great for Ireland against New Zealand. He <coughs> he put in some serious carries. I actually think he's the top try scorer in the Lions yeah, at yeah, the moment. He is, yeah, yeah. And look, he really put his hand up but then in the 65 minute he gave away a penalty and got yellow carded so I don't know whether on a discipline terms he won't get called inside now yeah. but for me Ian Henderson was outstanding today he really put his hand up for a test spot whether I get one or not I think he showed he's a great impact player as well lots of carries lots of tackles that's who impressed for me today and okay so the second okay we're the Lions are, are 1-0 down yeah. the next test is on Saturday morning Um. What do you think we can expect? Like most people were saying that playing in Eden Park in the first test where they hadn't lost in so many years, mm. that uh, it was a, like definitely a negative. But there's a like what what do you think are the main things that the Lions should focus on to beat New Zealand? Because uh, if they go two and zero, the last match like it's gonna get like no one's gonna read like how many people are gonna get up a half eight over here to watch the game? You know, I think we have to take risks in attack and be aggressive in defence. I think there are two biggest issues. And I think we have to be aggressive, but we have to be like strategically aggressive. I think a lot of the times those New Zealand players, they they're good with the offloads. I think we have to wrap them up in the tackles because when they get that off those offloads off, and they can get those offloads off from the minute they meet contact to the second they hit the ground, and they are outrageously good at it. Yeah. And all fifteen players can do it as well. They're much better handling team than we are. Yeah. So we have to when we tackle them. We have to make sure we wrap up that ball and. I think it's vital Farrell and Theo play 10 and 12. I think it's vital Tyg Furlong's on the squad. Well, Farrell? Oh, 10 yeah, yeah. Sorry, Far Farrell 10 12. Uh, Tyg Furlong on the squad. Liam Williams is going to have to start again. He was he was phenomenal. He sort of made a ball to it for the second try. For uh, I know he did, but he was so creative in attack. Yeah. Um, and was it Daly? He got smoked. Yeah. Elliot Daly. Oh. Oh, you know what? I'd have Elliot Daly as my number twenty three on the bench. He's very versatile. He'll play. He'll play centre. He'll play wing. He'll play fullback. I, I like to see Halfpenny in a fullback and Williams on the wing because I think if we have Williams yeah, on the wing, okay, we'll get him yeah. the ball more. Yeah, yeah and then, to kick the ball. And then Watson so fast. I'd like to see him keep coming. I know he's a bit, he's not the best defensively, but. At the end of the day, we need people who can score tries for us. They may, yeah, they may, they may, I think they are missing a few stars, ones mm. that probably don't even exist. If you yeah. know, there's not enough. Like Yeah, I think when it comes to the wings, we don't have a surveyor that they yeah. do have. Yeah, like even um, even the way Warburton was going out, meant to be captain. Just something about him that you, you, I don't see captain in him. Like Peter O'Mahony, captain. You know what I mean? Peter Maddy loves to do the dirty work. Yeah. Like, get, like, he doesn't mind not getting like accolades for it. it. it it's very reminiscent of Paul O'Connell. Like, you can see him giving the team talk at half time. You can see him giving the team talk at, ha at, the, end, at the end and the start of the game. Yeah. You can see him picking those players up off the ground. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that is your captain. Sam Warburton looks like he likes to go do the photo shoots. That's you. my opinion of it. Like, I, I, I could be wrong. I just don't see him as leader. I see, even in the Welsh setup, I see Alan Jones more of a leader. Yeah, but that's the way yeah, I see it. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Uh, maybe because he plays more, also. Yeah. But um, just sort of going on about the lines as well. Um, I think that like, don't you when you see all the old people coming in talking about how how it felt to play for the Lions and any yeah, time a player, yeah, yeah, and how like every time a player plays for Lions, they're like hashtag number. Well, yeah. I think they're up to like nine hundred now. But it doesn't actually seem like the like the players actually really care. I think they yeah. let on they care, but and like later on in their career, they'll be like. I represented the Lions in this and that mm. and also realistically if you represent the Lions fair play to you but if you play in a test that they lost no one remembers that because no one remembers who came second in the Olympics uh, 25 years 26 years ago yeah. so uh, even the way Catlin brought up these 6, 7 or 8 players just because geographically they're closer to New Zealand uh, it is sort of tainting everything like put it this way like if you get with 100 girls or you get with one girl who's better looking than all them 100 it's uh, quality over quantity really and uh, I think like once you start like real like 
disrespecting the heritage of the actual teams that just seeps in seeps in until like in about like 20 years like will, will they even will there even be a real Lions to the Lions tour people might call in sick that week you know yeah Clive Woodward said it best when he was coaching England before England won the World Cup he told all the English players look the Lions doesn't matter what matters is representing your country playing for England and um, this team this is the best team in the world this is the team that you want to be on this is the team that matters everything the Lions comes around once every four years and it's not as important then he got made Lions coach and he was like oh shite should have maybe said that but at the end of the day he was being truthful and at the end of the day yeah, it might mean a lot of them. To, like, it's an honour and a privilege to be selected as a line. But I think at the end of the day, all those players rather put on their national shirt. Yeah, although it does look like they're getting yeah. along. Like, I mean, no, there doesn't seem to be any mad beef. Yeah. Also, I think when you're playing New Zealand, like, I think you know it's going to be an uphill battle. Yeah. Um, it's not as winnable as Australia or South Africa. Hopefully, Lions keep it close to yeah. the last twenty minutes, and then just be like, "Right, lads, let's go for it now." Because yeah. if they're down by about twenty points, come the last twenty minutes, uh, I think it could be over. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I'd have to agree with you. I think they'll right. really struggle if not. Uh, also, the Irish rugby team finished off their tour of Japan and America uh, with a 35-13 win against Japan. Uh, big shout out to Reese Rook for a captain in the squad. Uh, did a fantastic job. Certain players filled in. Did great. Uh, McGrath, for instance. Um, yeah, Earl's very good over yeah. there. Yeah, we he, made- he, he had a good tour. Yeah, we were making sure to fill in with some details. Obviously, some certain Welsh players getting called up over to some of the Irish players, that might not have gone down well and could have ruined their trip a bit, but what can you do? You take the three wins out of three and you move on. Yeah, what, three, uh, three decisive wins as well. Like, none of the games are really that yeah. close. I didn't, so, like, I didn't like the way the games were on, like, like before the lines, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it was it was very hard to uh, get watching. Like, you were sort of watching replays and highlights. Yeah, and, like, as much as, we, as much as I enjoy watching the matches, it's sort of yeah, like... like when you, up five like, watch yeah, but, like, if you look at it this way, right, it's like, Irish rugby, the lines are on then. Then, like, later on, it's Bellator, and then it's like... like I mean, like... You can't I, get up at 5 a.m. and then, like, Continue watching fighting at six a.m. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the next day, I need to like do something else with my life rather yeah. than like doing this. Yeah. Very so, me. Yeah. So look, look. I didn't watch the Irish game live. I didn't get up at five a.m. So I'm sure. <laughs> oh my. Maybe God. if Ireland were playing New Zealand at five a.m., I might get up and watch it. But like when Ireland are playing Japan, and I already know we're going to win by at least thirty points. Like I'm not yeah. as always interested. Yeah. Uh, I think it's hard to watch something when you don't even know. Who, like half the Japanese players weren't even from Japan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> very Japan right, rant over <laughs> rant over okay uh, we're going to finish off with the latest football news uh, the uh, sorry excuse me the Confederations Cup is now making its way into the semi-finals so uh, to be honest I haven't really been watching it because there's just been so much talk about Ronaldo going or not going to United and I think Ronaldo loves the attention so Ronaldo if you're actually like just using United as a scapegoat please stop but uh, we're down to the final four. We have yeah Portugal, Germany, Mexico, and Chile. What what way are they going? Uh, do I have the four teams right? Yeah, Mexico, Portugal were in one group, and Chile and Germany were in the other group. Um, so what are the semis through top there? Well, it's going to be Portugal against Chile tomorrow. Tomorrow, and then uh, the day after is Germany against Mexico. Um, right, I, Sanchez, I Sanchez, Ronaldo are both having good competition so far. Yeah, I, um, I think it's going to be Portugal, Germany final. If I'm brutally honest. Yeah, Germany. You see, the thing is, Germany haven't brought a massively talent, like uh, experienced squad, but they no. have a lot of very good young talent. Uh, I'll go for Germany against Portugal in the final. And who would I go for? I think I, I don't know. I just can pick, I can see Ronaldo running muck. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm picking Portugal to win it all as well. Yeah. Uh, also, it's just when Ronaldo's there with the Portuguese squad, like it's very hard not to pick for them. And like Germany didn't bring like Tony Cruz. There's no um, Thomas Muller. Like all the big ones aren't there. Like they have yeah. like Timo Werner and all those sort of lads there. So at the end of the day, yeah, very young, talented squad. It's almost a similar enough squad to their under twenty one side who are also in the final against Spain in the European under twenty ones championship. It is a very young team. Um, uh, also, what yeah, do you think the, for that? Yeah, so sorry, the European under twenty one championship final, uh, Spain against Germany. Um it's by the way Germany have such a array of talent. Um I just think Spain actually have to bring in some very talented, yeah. experienced players, even like Saul Niguez, uh, yeah. yeah, for instance. He just scored a hat-trick there in the semi-final oh, yeah? against Italy. Yeah. He definitely scored two, and thinking he actually only scored three. So for me, it's Spain all day. Yeah, look, they even have like Delefeu, Bellerin. Yeah, um, they have Asensio, Asensio from Real Madrid. Yeah, like Denis Suarez. Yeah, look, oh, I think that Spanish team's 
the more talented of the two, which is outrageous because the German team's outrageous talent as well. Like they have Arnold, uh, they have Nabry, they have Max Meyer. Look, there's a load of talented youth players floating around there. So between the two sides, I think they're both great, but I think a lot of those Spanish players more so play together. So I'm going to pick the Spanish side to win that one. No, I got, I'll agree with you. Also, uh, Danny Alves just announced that he's leaving Juventus. Uh, he won two tro. It was two. Was it two trophies? They lost the treble. Yeah, the, the I, I, final. I think he's like the third most winning European footballer. Of all time, well, he comes and wins. I mean, fair yeah. play to him. I think it's because he lost the final so convincingly. He was like, Ah, here, look, uh, do we know where he's going? Do we? Uh, I think it's going to be Manchester City, if I had to guess. Yeah, back under Pep. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, is there any other transfer news there well, for us now? Well, well, nothing's really been done yet, but uh, bar the line's been the second test been on Saturday. Mikey Cohn is back in action on Sunday, fighting in Brisbane. Uh, if he wins this again, he goes four and zero. Like people actually love that on the Energize page. The yeah. Mikey Conlon business, anyway. Yeah, and who knows and who cares who's fighting because he's just going to knock him out anyway. So it doesn't actually <laughs> really matter. He's in fairness, he's just being built up to beat all these guys, so it doesn't actually really matter who's fighting. Yeah. Um, do, we, do we have any other energized news? Right. Well, obviously, as we said, we're going to try and get the Bama. Also, you see. The ultimate fighter finale is on next week. And 2.13. And 2.13 and the Lions third test. So we'll be breaking down all that next week's yeah. episode. Yeah, so hopefully you enjoyed this latest this latest episode. Um, let us know what you thought. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button. Very you if you do. Very you if you don't. If you actually have done it, thank you very much. Um, thanks again for leaving all the comments on the page and the wall everything we actually really enjoy it yeah we love you all you're all absolutely legends yeah. we're legends C-Sessions was legendary yeah, I actually don't enjoy that so much. Yeah, but like, there's no point in like hiding if you're if you're enjoying the stuff. Let us know because like, yeah. And if you want to hear why us not? do anything going forward, make sure to let us know. We're always happy to discuss things. And as always, stay energized. <laughs>